The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Um, you may know this, but uh, on the 17th of December, we enter the uh, nine days before Christmas, and and there's special prayers. In fact, I blew it. I I read the Wednesday and Thursday, Thursday, and and I just read the Friday prayer, and and I'm looking at it saying, why don't I see a Saturday? And then I realized, oh, we're in those days. So I flipped the page, and there it is. So I gave you the wrong prayer, but prayer is prayer. It's beautiful. Um, here we are exactly one week before Christmas, and we get this passage telling about the birth of Jesus, how it's all going to be. Now, it isn't the story of the birth. I think we get that Sunday, but it's, it's, it's revealing it, you know, and why, why? I can only think of a couple reasons. One is, um, you know, the scriptures keep telling us, be alert, be aware. And what if the feast of we're so busy shopping, buying, wrapping, cooking, um, preparing Zoom so that we can meet with each other and not meet with each other at the same time. We're doing all this stuff that that suddenly Christmas is there, and and we didn't get to prepare spiritually at all. It's just it's just on our lap. Well, the church maybe is saying, "Here, would you pay attention? This is what is about to happen. Don't miss it. Don't miss it." Don't get so occupied that your inner spirit can't get prepared. Or maybe it's a spoiler alert. Oh, it's almost here. Look, look. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, my God. Here, here's the story. Here, I'm not going to tell the whole thing, but I'm going to. Maybe it's that. In any case, I didn't take drugs today, okay? <laughs> in any case, in any case, we're getting the story. We know what's going to happen. We've been through this before. It's my 70th, 70th time. We know this. But this is precious stuff. This is mystery unfolding in, in the most profound way. As I said the other day, the two great mysteries wrapped around Jesus Christ are the incarnation and the redemption, the birth and the death. The birth and the cross. That's it. I mean, of course, his whole life, every word he said, all of his his healings and all of his teaching and everything that he was and is. But those two great mysteries. And so the church sets aside a whole season of preparation, Advent, culminating in Christmas, the Incarnation. And then we go back to ordinary time in January. And then uh, sets aside a whole other time, Lent, preparing for Easter, the redemption. 
because these two great mysteries have got to be at the core of our understanding of Jesus the Christ. And aside, because it's kind of tucked in here, this is all about Joseph, this one passage, and there's very little said about Joseph in the scriptures, practically nothing. But this is perhaps one of the best, and maybe why he is always called, uh, um, uh, that he's full of justice. He's the, the just man. Because, um, as was the custom for the Jews, um, when someone was betrothed, I suppose that was uh, our way or their way of saying they were engaged, but betrothment already had responsibilities attached. And I guess they do for engagement. If if I got engaged to this woman today, and then tomorrow I was walking down the street with another woman arm in arm, people would say, oh my God, you're engaged. You can't do that. Well, betrothal was even more. It, it already had consequences toward marriage. So that they were betrothed, they weren't married, but he had to divorce her because already the commitment was there. It just wasn't fulfilled in all of the celebration. And the celebration, by the way, was not an hour ceremony and then a little party. It was like a week, it, it, a weekend at least. It was, it was big. It was big. So David's betrothed, and he discovers that Mary's pregnant. And so his, his decision is, well, I have to divorce her. But there's two ways to divorce one way uh, is to, uh, I always tell people, you know, if, if you've tried everything, you've even separated, and you still can't come back together and make it, then, then finally you're led to the point of divorce. And there's two ways to divorce. One is to say, listen, it didn't work. We tried. Uh, obviously, we're not right for each other. Why don't we separate? You know, we got kids. We don't want to drag them through stuff. Well, let's not give everything to the lawyers. Let's, let's just make an agreement separate fairly everything, and then stay friends, but just realize we can't live together and be husband and wife. That's one way. That's the noble way. The other one is, all right, come on, la guerra. Vamos. We're going to kill each other, okay? Well, Jesus chose the first. He decided to divorce her, but he was going to do it quietly. No shame attached. Just, just kind of dissolve it and walk away and not bring any embarrassment upon himself or Mary. And then this angelic intrusion into his spirit and heart and soul and mind, revealing to him that something bigger than him, even than him and Mary was going on, that God was a part of this in a way, maybe inexplicable at this time, but just wait, something is happening that has God at the center of it. That's his witness. That's what we get through Joseph. And in the scriptures, the way that people so often discover things is through dreams. And, and actually, you know, dreams are not, uh, I believe, they're not things that, for example, when somebody sees somebody who has died in a dream and then that person gives them a message, they say, oh, this person communicated with me and this is what they said. I don't believe that's what's happening. I believe and I think the psychologists bear this out, is, is that we're projecting into this dream of this person what we somehow know, but we haven't yet really grabbed onto it and accepted it. So we're, we're resolving, we're, we're finishing something. It's kind of like when the computer, I don't know if you've ever had a disk in the computer, when we used to have those, I guess we still do, and then it goes in the middle of nowhere, and it's, it's 
it's resolving or catching up or or redistributing and and we do that through dreams we do that through deja vu experiences <gasps> wait a minute i had this conversation maybe we did maybe we didn't but our mind just throws that out there because it's helping us uh come to that conclusion joseph a just man open to god open to the unknown open to mystery and and not having all the answer not really understanding it completely but just believing through this dream and maybe that meant he was really predisposed to be open to God maybe that was really the type of man that he was maybe his prayer that night before he went to bed was God you know I don't get this what well, this isn't fair why is this happening to me what are you a part of this maybe that was his prayer his words but when he woke up because of this dream he knew what he had to do what about you and me here we are this week before Christmas. I wonder if it could be said, and it would be true to say, that every single one of us here, every single one of us has some unfinished business, some stuff we're supposed to learn or, or grow through, some ways that we're supposed to change, some attitudes that we need to drop, some new ones we need to grab, some ways of treating uh, one another have to change. They have to change because... They're not just, they're not full of peace or full of love. And maybe, just maybe, Joseph is telling us, not in a dream, but through this word of God, open your eyes, open your heart, open your faith, which is big and full, and, and let God be there. And when we celebrate the birth of Christ, let Christ birth himself there so that we can discover maybe some grace that we, we, we just didn't get before or that we've never let really be active in us. We're a week away from Christmas. We can't miss it. Be alert. Stay awake. Be attentive. Something is about to happen.